0: Today's Gospel tells about Zechariah and Elizabeth, the parents of uh, John the Baptist, and this miraculous experience, this supernatural experience that Zechariah has with the Archangel Gabriel. Now, if I'm honest, uh, I I, I understand Zechariah in that in... If I were to have an apparition and an angel were to say to me that you know say I don't know we don't know how old they were but uh, scripture tells us that they were getting on in years they weren't spring chickens anymore and uh, so if say they were in their mid sixties okay mid sixties maybe a little older and an angel appears to me and says that my wife is going to conceive I mean I don't know what, I, just, I I kind of I do understand the fact that that he would say how how exactly is this going to happen now? How is this going to work? Because, I mean, like, this will be nothing short of a miracle because, like, the biology kind of excludes that possibility, right? Let's not go into the details, but I think you know how it works. like. Uh, so it just it ain't going to happen. Uh, so and, so I, I kind of understand why Zechariah would say, how can I be sure of this? I guess in, in our daily lives, right, especially today, <clears throat> especially in our modern world, we are bombarded with information uh, in our modern world. People tend not to even read a full article they 'll just read the title they 'll just read the headline uh, and not kind of delve into it. you know even like I always get my my uh, weather report sent to me from a certain tabloid paper and uh, it 's incredible it 's very exciting it 's very exciting, even reading the weather is very exciting from this ta- particular tabloid paper uh, because always makes it sound like whatever is coming is apocalyptic do you know what i mean temperatures will plummet to a, a sub four degrees by wednesday oh my goodness <laughs> like stock up buy bread you know i mean it's and it's just four degrees it came and went and we all survived it uh so so we're bombarded with, with information and we're constantly kind of filtering what <clears throat> what well, we should be constantly filtering what's true and what isn't, what's important and what isn't, what's helpful and what isn't. Uh, In today's world, because we have such ready access to information, what tends to happen is that we gravitate towards, or the the search engines, uh, they know what to show us, they know what we like, they know what we'll click on. But generally speaking, what we click on or what we like is what's entertaining as opposed to what's informative or formative. So the world will know if Kim Kardashian gets a new pair of jeans, or there could be a war in some country in Central Africa, and no one would know. I'm not actually joking. Like, there could be... If a war were to break out in Congo tomorrow, I mean, how many clicks would that actually get on, on your average news website? Whereas Kim Kardashian is seen... Doom, doom, whatever. So so we have a strange kind of a, a world today where, where we're bombarded with information, we get so much information, and yet so little of it is, is important or necessary... Uh, and so we're constantly scanning and verifying. Like, we, don't just, we can't and shouldn't just move every direction on the opinion of, of, on everyone's opinion. You should do this. Okay, I'll do that. Someone else we should, says you should go another way. And we get pulled every direction. Okay. Zechariah has this experience, right, where an angel says to him, your wife is going to conceive. Now, I get that, again, we're, we're just, our brains are just so, should be anyway, so kind of formed to be some way kind of critical as to what we hear, it's not that I'm doubting you, just how can I know this? How can I, I mean, for years we were told we would have children, we never had any. For years we've been praying that we would have children, and it has never happened. Now we're in our mid-60s, just how can I be sure? So, I mean, I, I, under, I understand him. I'm not saying that this is how we should behave, but look, this is, it, it's in Scripture, this is how, how he reacted. And I get it, I understand him. Gabriel isn't too happy, it seems anyway, uh, that, with, with Zechariah's question. And he says, I am Gabriel who stands in God's presence. I've been sent to speak to you and to bring this good news. Listen, since you have not believed my words, which will come true. So he doesn't take the promise away, but he says, if you ha- Since you have not believed in my words, which will come true, you will be silenced and have no power of speech until this has happened. So Gabriel allows a certain cross, right, to come into Zechariah's life. And whenever God allows a cross, it's, it's, not, just, it's, it's not punishment. The, the, the punitive, the, the punishment aspect of a cross, that means nothing to God. He doesn't, it doesn't uh, make him feel any better to see us suffer. That's just ridiculous. He's a father. He's a loving father. So if God allows something like this, it's for, it's for our good. That can be hard to understand in, in certain circumstances, but we won't go into that now um so zachariah now is not able to speak okay so what is he able to do he's not able to speak so now he doesn't have to you know engage in conversation all the time so what is he able to do he's able to pray he's able to reflect on all that he has seen he's now been given a space and a time like on a personal retreat of who knows how long we don't know well he was silenced from then until the birth so probably nine months uh so he, a, he had this kind of personal retreat with the Lord in silence he had just seen something miraculous and beautiful and unique to see an angel and, and, and converse with him he also saw then this, this miracle take place within his wife and then the, the birth the, the arrival of a son that we've prayed for for a lifetime and so he had, without distraction, without, without conversation with others, he was able to reflect on all of this and preserve all of the, these things in his heart, like Our Lady. So it's not a punishment. It's He's been given time to reflect on this and let the grace and beauty of this moment seep into the depths of his being, to maybe as such heal some of the cynicism that, that can happen to us because of the way the world is, because of all the information we get. Obviously... There wasn't the same kind of flow of information back then, but there still was gossip. There still was uh, uh, plenty of rumors of people and stories and kingdoms and situations. And there still was plenty to to filter. I would argue we have more now. But Zechariah at the time is given this this personal retreat in silence with the Lord, (coughs) in silence with his God. So in this time of, of Advent, as we reflect on the coming of Jesus and what that should really mean to me, what that should mean to my life and to my family, how that should bolster my my faith, how that should heal my wounds. The coming of Jesus is just anything but indifferent. It should be life-giving. And as we're reflecting on that that now in this period of of Advent, let's also keep in mind the, the importance of these quiet moments with the Lord. These moments where it's not all about talking and expressing one's opinion, but just being with the Lord, listening to him, speaking to him, being formed by him, being healed by him, being guided by him, so that when at last he comes on Christmas Eve, our hearts may be ready to receive him. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, this is Father Patrick Cahill here. Uh, just wanted to thank you so much for joining us on our live stream or joining us to watch these homilies or indeed on the podcasts uh, that Paving the Way Home has produced over the last couple of years. Uh, it's been a great privilege to be able to to, to speak to you, to share the gospel, uh, and to deepen our relationship with the Lord. Uh, we launched our Christmas appeal recently uh, for to fundraise uh, for the work here of Holy Family Mission if our work here has blessed you uh, you might consider uh, assisting uh, in in the furthering the future of this uh, great work of the Lord uh, by donating maybe on our website holyfamilymission.ie there's a donate button up there just so that our work can continue here we've had 80 young people pass through our formation program there are plenty of school retreats going on schools come here to do retreats our mission team goes out to them uh, as as well as other uh, missionary outreaches and retreats that we welcome here Uh, so thankfully it's been a very fruitful uh, mission and ministry and we hope that you share our vision for the renewal of the church so if uh, you feel the lord is calling you to to share or to help assist our, our mission and ministry here we would greatly greatly appreciate it so thank you very much for your time and god bless you